All right. Good morning. Happy Thursday. Well, at least morning in my neck of the woods anyway. So welcome to a Thursday edition of Crypto with English. I'd like to warmly welcome Magda Milas and Belma Gutlik based out of Croatia. So, you know, often, you know, throughout school, college, through colleagues, you know, there's this quote, um, you know, missing, you know, missing the trees for the forest. So often when it comes to coverage of cryptocurrency and blockchain especially here in the united states there can sometimes just be an echo chamber you know a lot of the a lot of the you could say dialogue focuses around bitcoin and maybe some of the whales in this space but you know one of the points of the show is to really focus on very very interesting out of the box and innovative projects going on everywhere else across the world and if you look at other countries in other regions of the world whether it's in europe whether it's in East Asia, whether it's in uh, Africa or parts of Latin America, people are putting together very, very, very fascinating projects involving blockchain use cases. So, uh, like I said, I'd like to warmly welcome Magda Milos and Belma Gutlik again. Uh, we're going to cover a uh, vast uh, array of topics today. And so, brace yourselves, everybody. Thank you very much for coming on to the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Adam. I'm happy to be here. And hi, everyone that's that's listening. <laughs> Thanks for the Thanks, invite. Thanks, Adam, me. also for, for uh, inviting me. This is my second time on your show. Yes, returning guest. <laughs> thank you. Yes, thank you. Uh, and hello, everybody who is listening. Right. So um, if you both could introduce yourselves a little bit about your background and how you got into the space, because in my experience, I find that anybody who goes into the blockchain and cryptocurrency space, everybody has some sort of interesting journey or uh, origin story um, as far as how they got there. I don't think per se a lot of people just wander into this accidentally, so to say. Or I, and certainly I know this, almost everybody I know, actually everybody I know who goes into the space is passionate about the subject matter. So uh, Magda, after you. Okay, so hi everybody, I'm Magda. Uh, my background is actually, I, I'm a banker turned into crypto. I worked for almost uh, five uh, years in the third biggest Croatian uh, bank uh, in the corporate uh, finance department. And for the past two years, I've been working in the biggest uh, Croatian cryptocurrency brokerage fintech called ElectroCoin as a business growth uh, manager. So this is my, let's say, my, my background, the most important, uh, the latest um, uh, part of my um, work experience. All right. And, and by the way, I, you know, and, and I mean this little tongue in cheek, but, you know, um, she's also a trained pilot and a uh, diver as well. So, uh, Belma is also a diver. And, yes, and as I've, as I've also discovered too, also a diver as well. So <laughs> these are, by the way, these are, those are awesome skill sets and hobbies, you know, regardless. <laughs> Belma, and if you could, uh, you know, talk a little bit about yourself as well. Sure. Um, I'm Belma. I'm software engineer, uh, actually. And I've always been this like kid who's constantly on, on computers, on internet. I guess that's how I got uh, into Bitcoin and crypto. Uh, somehow I stumbled upon the internet. Um, however, um, like I've been crypto enthusiast like since forever, but I got actually later 
during or after college in blockchain development um, more because I kind of saw how those blockchain networks evolve. Like it's not like you have only Bitcoin now, like you have more advanced blockchain networks that you can use for very large number of use cases. And just um, this was like very, very interesting to me. It was like a new technology, like still is like a lot to learn. So every day since then has been very interesting to me and challenging in a way and it's fun. Uh, like uh, just, just learning about blockchain technology and everyday updates. Uh, so back in 2000, 17 when I started blockchain development, like more more seriously and being completely focused on it. I opened um, a company that's dedicated to blockchain research and development. And just last year in, in July, we got acquired by one of the larger blockchain companies out there, Chainsafe. That's a global company based in, in Canada with offices in Berlin and now in Zagreb. I work there as head of solutions, which basically means that I run an R&D department in our company. So yeah, that's a uh, long story short, I guess. Right, and being a software engineer and then migrating into, you know, you could say Web3 and DeFi, uh, what coding languages did you learn? Um, I mean, during, during college, I was always like kind of leaning more to, to full stack um, development, okay. like being both front end and back end developers. So I was kind of uh, uh, very comfortable with with very different technologies. But when right. it comes to blo blockchain development, uh, that was initially and still mostly is around like Ethereum. Right. Uh, Ethereum has its own uh, language for smart contract development that's called Solidity. Right. Um, that's kind of a most most famous one. Uh, so yeah, when it comes to, to blockchain development on Ethereum, it's it's mostly Solidity. There's one more less uh, famous, um, right. <laughs> but yeah, let's 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 stick to Solidity. And yeah. now there are other other blockchain networks that use Rust, uh, and Golang and, and Node. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So now you have uh, many options, uh, but yeah. Uh, to, to each its own and like very, very different use cases um, that are specific to these networks. So you can pick whatever you need. <laughs> right. That's pretty cool. And uh, definitely having a full stack background certainly helps, you know, having a context for all those, uh, you know, other coding languages like Java, Python, C, um, you know, and so on. So anyway, so starting off this episode, blockchain and the crypto status in Croatia. So what should people know about what's going on in Croatia right now with blockchain, with cryptocurrency, and what are most people's uh, sentiment or, or feeling towards it? Uh, I, I think ElectroCoin is one of the um, companies here in Croatia that did a lot of effort when it comes to uh, crypto adoption here. So Magda being being in charge <laughs> there so i think it's best that you answer answer this question maybe by all means okay okay i think you're being modest but but okay um well when it comes to like bringing uh, crypto to um, um 
to like let's say an average person uh, bringing it like into mainstream we actually did a lot of work for the past two years so uh, crypto as a way of payment has really been uh, been um, going into like all all ports of of the um, commerce for example what we did a couple of months ago is we implemented the cryptocurrency as a way of payment to the biggest creation retailer chain retail chain so it was like huge news that uh, popped all over the world in, in 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 i think in the first day we actually the what's news the name of the retail chain by the way consum listen okay and as far as mm -hmm. like uh, i um i guess you could say as far as products though what do they sell uh, uh, uh like uh, food oh pretty cool yeah yeah anyway so can, sorry continue <laughs> you can yeah it's it's they sell food you can buy groceries okay it's kind of creation buy, of walmart <laughs> yeah it's, yeah it's like a creation walmart yeah definitely oh, that's good so you you can come um actually uh the first step of the of the service is um implemented uh, on consumes web shop so for the last i think two almost three months you can buy um all all your groceries online with 13 cryptocurrencies yep. and uh, the rest of the, the second part of the project is um implementing it into physical stores which is gonna come i think pretty pretty soon which means that you are you will be able to come to to consume and pay i don't know for milk and bread by bitcoin so how amazing well, is that yeah i agree and, uh, yeah, and I, I, yes continue no no i i just wanted to say that crypto as a way of payment uh is is really really popular um for the past couple of let's say last year because we worked really hard so last from uh, um you can now buy with with uh, crypto on various web shops uh, hotels uh pay for concert tickets um uh, gas stations like everywhere you can actually buy a car with with crypto a flat with crypto we've practically uh, covered all all areas all industries with with the crypto payment processing and yeah. also uh, an important uh, an important thing to say is that the merchant uh, um accepts uh, kunas the creation currency on its account so the merchants are protected and they don't actually have to interact with with crypto as itself wow very, yeah, very it's cool. kind of kind of a big deal actually for for Croatia and the whole world, if I may say, because I mean I, I travel around, go to crypto conferences, and people are usually shocked when I tell them uh, like what kind of things we can buy with uh, with crypto in Croatia. So this is like a huge thing, and I'm kind of proud that we we have it here. So yeah, good job, Manga. Yeah, <laughs> it's just me. Absolutely, that's a good explanation. <laughs> And I, I really feel that's where ultimately mass adoption is going to come in, where people can effectively be buying their groceries, be buying the gasoline and petrol for their car, buying concert tickets, you know, things that kind of have an everyday context and use in, in, people's, uh, in people's lives. You know, I, I kind of make this uh, comment, but half jokingly, if I was to go out in New York City right now and to start handing away Bitcoin or Ethereum, I don't think most people would entirely be open to that uh you know there's still kind of a you could almost say a misconception oh is this uh is this some sort of scam is this some sort of tool for money laundering and things like that so there's still you know a lot of obscurity when it when it, when it comes to just cryptocurrency in general and i think blockchain 
and cryptocurrency, there doesn't seem to be a lot of, um, I guess you could say, uh, clarity. And they're kind of lumped as kind of the exact same thing a lot, a lot of times. So uh, I think that is great where you, where you both are based out of people are in a position to A, understand, but also B, uh, use this in their everyday lives. And, and it seems like that's where the world is moving towards, you know, uh, at a very, very rapid pace, to say the very least. So uh, as far as, you know, people in uh, people in Croatia, are is there a general like mistrust in the banking system? And you're starting to see this all over the world right now. And by the way, now we're especially seeing it here in the United States. Uh, you know, if you look, if you're thinking about things that allow for, you know, upward mobility, people to essentially become self-made millionaires. Uh, no other space is kind of creating that like the way cryptocurrency is, you know, so to say. So, you know, unfortunately, you know, a lot of the missteps of, let's say, the economic policy in the U.S. has effects everywhere else. So you look at these recessions every few years, you look at the hyperinflation and things like that. It, it's really uh, led people to a point where one has to ask themselves, OK, what else is what else is there out there? You know, so, you know, if uh, either of you could take that question. I mean, uh, like generally, uh, yeah, you, you're right. I think globally, there is a lot of skepticism now towards um, banks in the world. Uh, when it comes to Croatia, I would say it's it's hard to measure, but we we are kind of uh, impacted definitely by, by the worldwide events or the smaller, even smaller right. events here, here in Croatia. Um, like pe people not, um, I think people are like still, still, still have a very high trust in it, especially when it comes to maybe older generations. Uh, but sure. when it comes to younger generations, I think um, they will be, uh, they will just get uh, maybe, maybe uh, different, uh, different opinions when it comes whether they will deposit their money in, in bank or, or, or somewhere right. else. Um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, when it comes to Croatia, I don't know. For me, it's hard hard to measure. I, I stick to sure. the tech as well. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, um, uh, when it comes to Croatia, yeah, definitely, I agree with Belma. Uh, when it comes to, uh, for example, the statistics from the Croatian National Bank from 2020 showed that uh, almost 80% of all payments were made in cash, which means that Croatian people really, really like to have their cash with them. And uh, the um, uh, behavior or uh, of Croatian is their habits uh, are that when they receive their salary on the bank banking account, they immediately withdraw all, all all of it to have it with them so oh, wow. one, one part is definitely yeah, 80% of the all all payments are like in cash so um, but as Belma said younger generations uh, definitely have some um, let's say sus suspicions in the banking system um maybe not not just because it's a bank but maybe because this, the processes are slower you have to come in person to open an account and younger generations are more like into the digitalization they like to do everything online they don't they want to be in their comfort zone without going anywhere and the banking system uh, is still really really strict in a lot of rules so maybe right. maybe that's also why 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 um it's maybe not so so let's say popular or how do i say 
No, I, I, I understand. And it, it seems like there's a nice balance there. So, uh, listen, if you can have the best of both worlds, why not? <laughs> you know, to say to say the very least. And by the way, that actually logically makes sense. Uh, you know, you receive your paycheck, you withdraw all of it to cash. Uh, you know, people don't do that here, but it actually makes a lot of sense. And uh, now I'm starting to wonder, like, oh, maybe I should do that, too. You know, Croatia, <laughs> Croatia had um, a war uh, also. Right. 30 years ago in 1990 uh, yeah 30 years ago mid 90s uh, yeah yeah at the beginning of 90s which is uh, like um nowadays also after 30 years it's still a topic you know and yeah. people are uh, were really really um gotten and were hit with with this war and uh, lost everything so yeah. a little bit of that um low trust into the system still exists and it, it gets into right. newer generations so i think this is also a problem and now with ukraine we can also see what what is happening with with uh, uh, the banking system and how crypto can be convenient here when it comes to uh, situations like this right no and that absolutely and that makes a a lot of sense to say the very least so moving forward off of that non-fungible token so I think for 2022, even more than just the basic conversation revolving around Bitcoin and just kind of blockchain, generally speaking, uh, 2022 is going to, I think, involve a huge focus on non-fungible tokens and the metaverse. And if you see in the United States here, whether it's uh, football teams, whether it's soccer clubs, celebrities, you know, non-fungible tokens are really exploding over here say the least and it seems to be there's a few defining ingredients so to say you know having a community like whether it's on discord or telegram having some sort of celebrity buy-in or endorsement of a certain artist or a certain brand you know regardless of how let's say abstract or esoteric or even unusual like you know nfts seem to be they are here to stay so in Croatia right now, whether it's in you know the startup environment or more mature companies, how um, how are NFTs looking over there? Um, yeah, we definitely had a few few NFT projects. Um, I can I can speak for the one that that I've been involved with. But first to say, like, I never expected that, like, such an ugly word such as NFTs will become so much popular. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> yeah it doesn't flow, really. If you, if you say it out loud and read it, it's like, uh, what the hell is this? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, especially, like, talking to, like, Croatian people, like, NFTs. Oh, so imagine, like, it we don't weirder, have, like, yeah. a Croatian name, really, for it. Like, they're still NFTs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, um, I guess one of the largest projects so far has been um, it's been done by Croatian Post. Uh, basically, they uh, issued a digital stamp uh, that is an NFT, uh, which is very cool for for having as a as a collectible. Um, yeah. Let me bring of... it. I'll, I'll bring it. Just a second. Oh, all right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I have it in another room. <laughs> But yeah, Magda, that's a good Check idea. Wow. Out. You, you I, are I ready. Just, yeah, I remembered. So, wait, where is the camera? So, oh, yeah. all three versions. Wow. Like, oh. I have the whole collection. Belma, look. Belma, Belma did it. So, she was in charge of it. Wow. This. I'm so proud. Yeah, that she's my friend. She did it. You know? So uh, very nice. 
Yeah, this is definitely a theme effort. As a node factory company. Uh, Everybody, pay <laughs> close attention here. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so basically, how that those work? Like we we printed a lot of nice. um, a lot of uh, like stamps that were like in physical physical cards that yes. contained uh, twelve word seed, like a paper right. wallet seed phrase that yeah. contain contains an NFT as well. And what you also had when you bought this this package is also you know a normal stamp that you could use uh, in a post office so basically you are buying a stamp that has an additional value of of an nft connected to that wallet um so yeah that's that was kind of a pretty pretty interesting thing because we both wow. have this physical part that we had to prepare up front before everything else was done uh, because of the the print um uh, we also had an online shop and yes um web page to 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 be able to view those uh, nfts and things like that uh so like infrastructure wise it, it was uh, a bit complex because it had all these different parts uh but right. what i liked about it most is that uh, was bought by the people who love stamps and that was their um, right. first time using crypto. So that was definitely like a fun experience and like also seeing like how people onboarded, how many of them like bought eat eat before like right. theory uh, to, to be able to, you know, buy it when they they got out. So yeah, pretty, pretty fun. <laughs> wow. And, and by the way, I, I like that. I, I like that. The stamps that you had just presented, those are very, very cool. And by the way, I would behoove anybody in my network, based in the U.S. or otherwise, uh, definitely reach out to Magda and Belma here. Uh, I'm sure you, I'm sure both parties can work out a very interesting collaboration. And I think as far as, you know, blockchain in general, I think it'd be awesome to see more of that here in the States as well. So, hey, listen, that's great. Keep me posted on that, too. <laughs> I like yeah, that and a lot, also actually. this this project that uh, that Belma uh, did with the Creation Post, so it's it's a public company, you know, publicly owned company, uh, which actually made the first NFT in Croatia, which is like a, the Post, you know. Yeah. So it's 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 like really really huge. Belma, you did it in two thousand twenty, one and a half years ago. Yeah. Nine, um, nine uh, September two thousand twenty. Yeah, could right? be time time flies. They did three yes. <laughs> series, you know. They did three series of these stamps, and uh, Electrocoin did the um, the crypto purchase part. So you can buy them with crypto also. It it was really really like a a, a collaborative project where the the whole let's say what where the the let's say the biggest uh, creation crypto companies jointly did the project. So it was it was incredible. And wow. Note Factory did the biggest the biggest uh, part of the work. Uh, oh is... yeah, the work. So Velma Velma. Velma is uh, is really really yeah i'm wow thanks Magda. That, is, that is awesome yeah <laughs> well listen uh keep both of you keep me posted on that and i'll definitely be following uh you know node mm -hmm. factory uh you know very closely as well that's that's great so moving forward off of that so women entrepreneurship and this blockchain space so 
one of the major themes we're seeing nowadays uh, are the large amount of startups, projects, and collaborations coming from women entrepreneurs. So when uh, we both connected earlier this week, I understand both of you are working on a very interesting project. So with whatever you're both comfortable with, um, please, uh, you know, tell the tell myself and the viewers a, a little bit about it. Um, I mean, I can give uh, just a brief, brief introduction. So my, Magda can tell you the, the future plans. Sure. But yeah, being both like women in crypto and blockchain and Web3 and all, all of these uh, communities, I guess, uh, we kind of noticed that there aren't really many, many women uh, that are uh, like either speaking in conferences, uh, doing their own startups in this this space or, or even um, for software development, uh, blockchain development. Uh, so like, anyway, there's definitely a gap and there's definitely stats that, that there are like no low, low number of women right. representatives in the community. So that's kind of um, why we wanted to do something about it and at least try to do something about it. So Magda, Magda can tell you how. Yeah, so uh, Belma and I are not just like working in the crypto. We are also friends uh, who like to uh, hang out. And we have uh, two other friends who also are into NFTs and art and stuff and crypto. So it was kind of logical um, to to start thinking about doing this like non-profit uh, crypto for and blockchain for, for women association or organization. So we are actually now in the, in the process of funding um, a crypto and blockchain association uh, led by women here in Croatia, which wow. is, I think, going to be um, a nice project because it's uh, made with a lot of a lot of motivation and inspiration and uh, a will to do something uh, better for our community, you know, in Croatia. And uh, we, are, um, we, we, we are still um, dealing with the, the, with the documents and with the branding part. So it's still not official because right. there's a lot of work to be, to be done before uh, launching it. This but is exclusive. <laughs> yeah, so this, yes, this is an exclusive. Adam, we gave you the exclusive. Nobody knows about it. All right. It. <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so could, so really i guess could we call this like a like kind of a launch right i guess this is kind of yes. like a, a soft launch of uh of your project here so all right <laughs> yeah and the idea is to you know to uh not just let's say empower women but to to give them like awareness about this technology which stands um uh, in the back of crypto which is blockchain nobody knows about it right. when you are an average person i think that maybe 90 95 percent of the world doesn't even understand what crypto is and in Croatia, it's more or less the same. So nobody understands this. Nobody knows, especially women who who are maybe not feeling comfortable into getting getting into this circle of people because the majority is men, you know. And it's like right. special, deep conversations, and and they don't feel maybe comfortable. So this is the idea to to educate them, to get them aware of it, to to maybe even motivate some younger women who want to get an education, a professional education. Belma is the expert here because she's a software engineer. She can like she she's so it's it's like really really um, 
to 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 do something good for the community yeah in croatia So to be fair to say, uh, you know, many of the details of this are in stealth mode right now, you know, as as, as they say, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, listen, um, you know, as as you get closer to an official launch, please let me know. Uh, I'd be more than happy to, you know, broadcast or, you know, increase visibility otherwise, you know, regarding this project. And I think it's great uh, to have organizations, associations, things like that, that really um, include greater like inclusivity of, of, of all kinds of people. And it's great to have uh, more women and their participation in this space as well. Because if you have the same people in tech all the time, ultimately you're going to still end up getting kind of same old, same old. It becomes an echo chamber, you know, in of itself. And I think to really innovate, you really do need everybody. So, you know, keep me posted on the on the details about that. So, thank you, Adam. We'll do. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> and I guess you could say, you know. Um, one of the main issues of today and 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 i and i don't and i don't think many conversations can really escape this topic is the war in ukraine at the moment and how it is really causing a great amount of uh destruction and harm um in ukraine and across the world right now in varying forms so if you can kind of provide a little bit of insight as far as um how are things in croatia And uh, how do you think blockchain cryptocurrency can be a solution for people, Ukrainians on the ground who are suffering and currently in battle fighting against Russian troops? And by the way, also um, Russian citizens and protesters who are, you know, fervently against, you know, what their government is doing and essentially taking these young men, young women putting them in harm's way and effectively, you know, on their end, causing a lot of harm and destruction and, you know, casualties as well. Um, okay, I can I can start. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, that's definitely a kind of a complex topic. I think we'll, we'll need another hour to go through that. Um, but yeah, um, those there has been definitely a number of like recent events such as okay well, everything with with happening in in Russia and Ukraine yeah. also with uh, with the protests in in Canada um for me they both kind of end up uh on on the same same, same level when it comes to uh I- infrastructure kind of for pressure yeah. where uh where you have uh you have a centralized point of, of control that are obviously um, controlled in the end by banks that don't enable you freedom freedom to tr- transact. That's that's kind of a basically to it. We're not talking right. about like funding uh, terrorism or, or similar thing, but basically we we are disabling uh, people their their free, freedom to transact, and that's that's kind of uh, what. Um, what really bothers me, and that's kind of yeah. uh, why I like the ideology of decentralization, because with with decentralized finance, like su- such things like can can happen. Like everyone has this this freedom. There is no because of the decentralization. There's nothing to prevent that. Um, like the technology enables you that. Um, anyway, um, on the other end, what like, kind of uh, worries me is that like governments or like people that are not very uh, knowledgeable about crypto will see 
potentially crypto being used to avoid like sanctions. Sure. Um, I mean, like when it comes to like Russian sanctions, I don't think uh, like their millionaires will start using uh, crypto to 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 avoid these things. Like that's that just doesn't seem like feasible. I think they're they have their own ways that are used to. So like and crypto crypto is not totally anonymous, you know. Um, right. Everything is traceable. That's kind of the core property of blockchain that everything is transparent. Right. Uh, and and can be can be deleted, you know, it's immutable. So yeah, crypto is not really good uh, to to avoid <laughs> certain right. certain sanctions and to abuse it for money laundering and things like that. But it's definitely um, like blockchain is very good to, to just offer the people to transact and uh, freedom to transact and just not enable um, abuse of control. So yeah, that's right. that's kind of a my my view there. Right. No, and, and then so, it's, uh, yes. No, continue, please. Uh, I agree with Belma definitely. Also, for example, how the Ukrainian war, which is which is terrible, no nobody was was prepared that uh, shocking things uh, like like right. that uh, war is going to happen. But if we talk about the financial system and uh, how cryptocurrency interacts with it, for example. Um, how the war in Ukraine is uh, influencing um, actually the the creation financial system. We have a, 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 one of the biggest Russian banks, Sberbank, has a subsidiary here in Croatia, and uh, I'm not sure. It's maybe fifth bank regarding the size here i'm not sure it's maybe fifth or sixth uh, bank uh, in in um, in croatia regarding the size so it was it was pretty pretty terrible for the past couple of days because the right. citizens who have a tra transaction account accounts opened in the spare bank couldn't get to their money because it's a russian bank right. everybody was everything was blocked not everything they had a limit of uh, around 1000 uh, euros that they can that, that was their daily limit which they could withdraw but in person their internet banking was blocked so they actually could not get to their money so people were standing outside on the street in in front of the banks trying to get to their money they had a limit of maximum uh, daily withdrawal in person of 1000 euros so you can imagine how stressful it can be and um, at the beginning of, of this war, the uh, Croatian National Bank told them, okay, guys, don't worry, you have also an uh, insurance um, uh, deposit up to uh, 1,100 euros. But you know, if that happens, okay, you are insured. But when, when the, if something bad happens, you still cannot get your money because the, this, the, this, the process of getting your money refund is going to last. From what will you, from, from which uh, money will you actually live? Uh, right. When you uh, claim that, that, so the Croatian National Bank actually over the weekend did an amazing, uh, an amazing job and they actually merged the spare bank to a publicly owned bank. 
Oh, one wow. of the also biggest, yeah. Very so smart actually, to do. yes, yes, the Croatian National Bank actually merged the Sberbank to the Croatian Post Bank, which is uh, the only publicly owned bank in Croatia, and they kind of saved the um, saved the, the 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 whole financial system in Croatia falling down. It's not just the banking system, but also the the uh, insurance agency, you know. Right. So they did it in that way. But uh, for uh, crypto is here pretty what, what we have here in Croatia pretty crypto can be like really really convenient because it's decentralized it's in your wallet you are right. the only one who can um who um raspolaže belma kako kažem who who manages it i'm so right. sorry no no so i got to remember the word sorry sorry <laughs> google translate no yeah. don't worry about it yeah, this, you're the only one who manages it. So uh, what we also did in Croatia is you can go to, I think, around 150 places in Croatia, all over Croatia, physical uh, exchanges, also in the Croatian post, and you can exchange your crypto for cash, you know? Wow. It's yeah. not a bank. You go to the physical exchange office, on the street you know in, in in zagreb it's i think more than 50 more than 50 places where you can go and collect your cash uh in exchange for crypto so that really really makes sense especially in a situation like this you know you can get to your money or you can also pay with crypto so it's okay right either you want to uh, have it in in uh, in in fiat in in cash or you want to spend it it's okay so crypto in right. croatia makes a lot of sense especially when we look at croatia as a country that was previously impacted with war and still um deals with the consequences of it right yeah and, and maybe just maybe at some point in the future we won't even need need cash maybe crypto will really become peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash uh so yeah that's yet to see one can hope <laughs> Yeah, crypto is actually the, the only uh, way of paying, which is actually electronic cash. You know, Croatians really like cash, but right. crypto is electronic cash. So the only thing that can that can step uh, in front of uh, cash is crypto sure. when it comes to Croatian mindsets. Right. And are any of the banks in the process of creating their own digital, I guess you could say centralized currencies, <laughs> so to say, any news or any uh, inklings of that? Mm, in Croatia, not that I'm aware of. No, okay. in Croatia, there's only one publicly owned uh, bank. This is the Croatian Post Bank. All uh, the other banks are parts of uh, European or worldwide uh, banking groups. So uh, they're um, they're under uh, the group regulatives, and. Right. Um, I, I think that the banking sector is still not uh, aware uh, and maybe they're, they're right now being adopted and not right now, I think that they're right now learning about what crypto is, what are the, because everybody's like really uh, not open for it, but I think that they are preparing themselves, but making a digital currency, I think that's too advanced for, for at the moment. Well, uh, I'll tell you this. I, I think it's very impressive uh, the uh, speed and efficiency of Croatia's national bank doing that in, in light of the Russian invasion of Ukraine and essentially moving those Russian bank accounts onto the public system or the public banking system 
in Croatia. So I think that's a level of efficiency that's very impressive. I think uh, many areas of the world, and by the way, I would even say including mine, can certainly learn a thing or two, you know, from from that example to you know to say the very say the very least. And as far as people in uh, Croatia, is there any type of worry of cyber attacks coming from Russia? You know, as this is now impacting Europe, you know, countries like, you know, Finland, Sweden are receiving, you know, threats from Moscow, uh, other parts of Eastern Europe are receiving kind of similar threats, um, existential, tangible, immediate threats. For people in Croatia, is there a worry of, of any type of real harm coming up in the future? Um, <laughs> not really uh, i mean they're they're, they're always like people who, who like to panic i guess um right. i guess also one of the main reasons is that um a lot of people that are still alive went already through one war so they kind of uh, are reminded sure of that um but yeah honestly that there is no no real threat and it's um it's not really even represented like that government wise so like uh, objectively, no, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I would also, I agree with, with Belma. I also think I don't see it as a threat to our country uh, when it comes to going into another war. I, I don't I don't see it as a threat or the, the hacks, the nothing. I, I don't think that Croatia is maybe an interesting uh, country for, for... Yeah, I mean, we're definitely still still a long way to be, to be able to suspect something, some such things so yeah i would i would rather not not bring it up <laughs> yeah right. let's talk about it huh <laughs> right no but it, you know but it, it certainly seems at the very least especially with the um i i guess you could say the the war in the balkans during the 90s uh which is very recent by the way i, I think uh i th it seems to me that people in croatia probably have some thicker skin as it comes to you know uh being concerned of or more kind of immediate threats versus kind of potential ones so uh you know so i think at the very least uh that's good not to be too panicky and kind of be able to kind of calmly evaluate and and i think here in in, in the u.s there is um a fair amount of panic if you watch some of the major i guess you could say uh news uh news networks and by the way you know we're incredibly you know far removed and, and far away from the you know from the conflict so you know i, I think that's a, i think that's a healthy attitude and, and i think especially with the recent history of things i think people are kind of a bit more centered as far as uh kind of evaluating what's going to be a threat right now or what may possibly be one if if at all you know in in the future but you know moving on off of that you know the metaverse it, it looks like the it looks like the world is slowly moving to a another type of world in of itself we're essentially going to have you know avatars um on our behalf existing almost in like a parallel world so to say you know engaging in you know transactions interactions um relationships with different you know parts of the world the same in which we interact with our you know with our actual reality what are your thoughts on that? Uh, how soon do you think the world is going to move into, let's say, a metaverse where we're kind of like plugged into things like the Matrix, you know, or, or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I didn't see it coming coming so fast. Uh, just the other day, I, I was like talking talking about metaverse. Like, hmm. 
how did I not see so many things being built? Uh, because there's a lot of metaverse like projects out there uh, right now. I mean, everything like is is still in high, highly development, but like it, it's still it's still impressive like how how, how along the way some, some things are like. Um, I kind of a, my conclusion at that point was like with with COVID and everything moving online, we just kind of had to had to create this online world where where we are able to you know more easier and more naturally uh, interact with each other. So I guess that could be the reason why it's so accelerated the development right. of it. You know, just just kind of uh, focusing everything to to more online. And yeah, I think some some pretty cool things um, are out there for for metaverse, you know, um, like combining it with like NFTs and things like that, like just like enjoying maybe online art exhibitions or just right. for ga for gaming as well, um, some things like that. So it's it's pretty exciting. Um, uh, how how things are rolling out, and it's pretty exciting to be maybe to use it in the future. Like so so far, like still still everything looks uh, not not that realistic. You know, it's not like a new world that you just submerge right. into like, like those movies. Uh, right. But yeah, right. but definitely, definitely like an interesting dynamics. You know. Yeah, indeed. And you know, what are your thoughts on NFT art? You know, this is. Uh, you know, this is a relatively new phenomenon, but it's also, you know, it's also here to stay as well. Now, I am not an art expert or an art curator or, or anything like that, but I have to say I really do appreciate uh, what is out there. And there are some very, very impressive uh, works of art out there. So, you know, hypothetically, would, would either of you two like ever consider like buying NFT art or even like one day build a collection like as an investment? You know, like many people are doing now. Um, of course, yeah. <laughs> we, we already did it, so. Right, I was going to say, yeah, that kind of. Uh, kind of... We have it, so. You already Especially have it. Belma. Belma is yeah. quite a collector, so. Um, I mean, I still like physical, physical art, and I'm kind yeah. of always leaning more towards that, but um, I'm not an art, uh, art expert myself, but I've worked with some, um, and it's kind of pretty interesting how those experts like see how can blockchain technology help them uh, actually to improve some of the um, like and solve problems that they have. Uh, like for example, before like uh, selling uh, digital art, um, was really kind of uh, hard to trust because with NFTs right now, right. like uh, you can really sell a, a, a digital uh, piece that you know it's kind of a unique and really yours. Uh, while before, like, I don't know, I think people or at least the ones I know have been just using USBs and telling people like, okay, right. this is art that's unique. Um, so, you know, switch to uh, like a really better technology that kind of offers you like a new, new level of, uh, of trust and um, that automates a lot of these processes. Because in art, you have kind of a multiple ways, like how, um, right. 
how you can sell stuff and like royalties and things like that. So it just gives it another another level and empowers uh, like creators to easily get to their audience and just easily more easier get to the market. I'd say. Yeah. Also, our our third member of uh, our female uh, blockchain uh, crypto organization nonprofit association is uh, an art dealer uh, who manages a couple of um, uh, actually art uh, art galleries all over the world, and uh, she's all into NFTs and she's bringing uh, the the art. Um, uh, actually into NFTs. So all of the artists uh, have their um, have also exhibitions as, as NFTs. So I think it's going to be really, really interesting uh, what we are uh, doing with this uh, organization because we are actually uh, covering uh, all, all of the areas with uh, people who are uh, professionals in, in right. this uh, topic, which is quite new on the on the market not just the creation market but also on all over the world so right <coughs> got it and as you know as we discussed since you both are in this space do you ever face or do you ever get questions from like friends or family uh, relatives like what is this what is blockchain what is cryptocurrency why are you doing this uh like <laughs> you know things like that because that's Stop also been like that's also been my experience too like yeah, adam what the hell are you doing like can you explain this to me i mean i get those questions so i'm kind of wondering yeah. you know if you two also get that my as well. god yes definitely yeah. who, who doesn't i mean family friends random strangers that pick up my phone number like every everyone <laughs> right right like, and by the way make me yes. a, a that smart contract belma huh <laughs> yeah, smart exactly. contract. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, let's do a smart contract. Yeah, I'll, I'll take ten of those smart contracts. Thank yeah, you. Or maybe as I'm into into the business, the business development part, um, like working with with companies and a lot of I'm in contact with with a lot of a lot of people. Everybody asks, even at the at the end of our meeting. So tell me, tell me if you know. What, what in what in which currency should I invest? So everybody asks the same question as we know right. something that nobody knows. You know, in should I buy Bitcoin? Should okay. I buy what should I buy? So also uh, part of uh, my family members that I didn't even had a chance to meet are calling me because they know that I'm into working in in this industry to ask right. me what what to buy and they would like to to invest uh, I don't know half of their life savings into crypto and maybe just they just want to double it in six months so just to double it just so it's, it's terrible it, yeah. actually because uh, people uh, don't understand the technology they see it as a quick win they see it as a easy earning right. you know so it's like it, it can be really uh, also exhausting frustrating and dangerous to give advice to people who are not aware yeah. of the technology because this is um, the the main part of this is understanding the technology not how much will I right. earn in, in one month so right I agree and uh, you know like both of you I I receive a lot of questions whether it's from you know family relatives colleagues and whatnot and you know like both of you I'm very you know I guess you could say reluctant to provide advice because uh, unless you've studied 
the underlying technology and like white paper kind of the purpose of some of these and, and by the way also you know the you know whatever your objective is you know to buy if you're looking to kind of you know do some sort of day trade situation if you're looking to do do some sort of long-term investing you know it's different for it's different for everybody as well so you know for me i'm kind of you know i'm kind of very like mum about it. i'm like well uh, I, I mean, I said it's well. It all really depends what you're into, you know. I, I have to provide like very, very, you know, general answers about that because it's like, you know, I don't want to like give a piece of advice and it's like, oh, hey, Adam, by by the way, my life is ruined. I just lost my life savings or something like, or or something like that, you know. I I wouldn't just give advice like that anyway. But like, you know, nobody wants to be in that situation where, you know, you provide, you know, some sort of well-meaning advice and then all of a sudden you know, somebody acts on it. And by the way, maybe they take that advice, not in the way you intended, you know, because, you know, you know, people are flawed. And then it's like, Hey, you know, Hey, I lost all this money because I listened to you. you know? Yeah. We, we don't do that. We mean right, right, our, our, let's say unwritten policy in the crypto industry to see is to not get involved into, into ad investment advices. So we right. are totally not, not even uh, discussing it. With, with actually nobody because nobody can uh, can uh, know how how the Bitcoin or I don't know any cryptocurrency is gonna stand in in two hours definitely not in two years so this is nobody knows it so we are really really uh, like um, hard on this one and not going into into discussions not with no one actually this like an it's an unwritten policy uh, rule let's say in in the creation crypto crypto industry right right got it and you know and i think that should be um everybody's you know take if you're in this space if you have experience with it if you're doing anything professionally in this space you know don't casually um you know suggest advice to people who are new to it or people who are just starting to you know um starting to get into it so to say so i have one last question so and, and I feel like this trend might make another reemergence, but meme coins. Uh, I always found those very interesting, uh, you know, like Shiba Inu coin, Doge coin, uh, Floki Inu, uh, Saitama Inu, like there's just so many. And they're usually like kind of these cartoonish, you know, Japanese dog, you know, icon type of, uh, you, know, you know, coins. By the way, I also own a Shiba Inu. So, you know, I, I do find them entertaining. So like the, Do you know, Doge coin, I... That's my dog, actually. So I have the same dog. So, so I'm kind of wondering, uh, what, what do you both think of those? I mean, a lot of things in in crypto are are, are memes. You know, that's kind of a part of the community. Um, yeah. Definitely, some of these coins also are like Doge. Definitely, uh, yeah. some of them are unfortunately meant just to just you know pump pump and dump. Sure. And scam people like that, um, but you know that's kind of for the freedom to it as well like everyone can do what they ever what they want um so it's just kind of a people people's greed you know at the end um but yeah the community is a lot about memes so i mean dogecoin and like from from everyone that's in blockchain and in crypto they don't take those like seriously at all Right. While newcomers, it's kind of a problem because they actually don't do their research on their own. Right. Like they, they really trust those to be some, some you know, serious future coins. Um, so that that's kind of a really the problem. But like like any other coin, like do do your own research. Definitely. Yeah. 
Uh, I, and I think it's good to end the uh, episode on that. So, you know, for anybody getting into this space, I think, I think for anybody doing anything of real substance in life, always do your own research, prepare and plan before you, you know, before you make a move. And, and by the way, if it goes well, perfectly, and even if it doesn't go well, you know, um, you still feel good about yourself and you know what to do next time. So listen, Magda, Belma, thank you very much for coming on to the show today. I'm very very interested to see um, what you're working on in stealth mode right now, even though we kind of did a soft launch of your, <laughs> your project today. So um, when it's, uh, when it's all completed and when it's all wrapped up, you know, please, uh, please let me know. And then of uh, I'll start, you know, working on getting the word out there and perhaps we can figure out a follow-up episode, you know, from this one and pick up a uh, conversation from today. So, you know, again, thank you. Thank you both very no much problem. for coming on today. Thank you. Adam. I'm happy. Happy to be here and thanks thanks for the for the chat. It was lovely. Yes, yes. Had a great time. Bye. Thank All right, you very much. Take care much. you too. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye, bye Magda. Bye Adam. Bye bye. Bye.